Greetings, adventure, and welcome back to Return to EverQuest, a podcast where we revisit and discuss the classic game of EverQuest. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing our gnome crew's return to unrest and the defeat of Garnell Ruxif himself. Those who don't remember, we discussed the lore and history behind Unrest and Garnell in Episode 3, Adventures in Unrest and Befallen. So check it out if you haven't already. And you'll learn more about the Zone of Unrest that way, and this will make a lot more sense. And as always, we want to thank you for subscribing to our show and leaving those amazing ratings that help power level our show. Now, on to the good stuff. So before we dive into our Adventures in Unrest, I want to check in with both of you to see how you've been feeling with our return to EverQuest and how it's going. So I'll start first, though. But for me, I've really been enjoying the communication and teamwork aspect of the game more than I think I've ever have before. And I think it's mainly because we have voice chat via Discord and we can invite people that group with us throughout the game into that as well. So we get like a full group in the chat and we're all talking with voice. So we kind of get to relax, hang out with some cool people we meet in the game and also work together, I think, more efficiently to defeat our enemies and conquer the zones. Uh, What do you think, Carlos? Yeah, I think I have to agree with you, Anthony. Uh, with Discord, it's nice to be able to talk real time with our group. It really has helped us a lot, especially when, I don't know if you remember, when we have to deal with the evacs and you know making sure everybody has the, the, the right mana and if there's any, any major issues, everybody's aware. But um, I think uh, it's also so much better than relying on those macros, You know, having to always read the chat and worry about that. But another thing that I really have enjoyed in le- is really learning the backstory of the zones we bi- we visit and also the lore. Because there's still so much to learn about the power dynamics between the gods as well as how the zones came to be in its current state. And now that I'm older, I, I really see myself paying more attention to the little details instead of just finding the most effective way to level and then jumping from zone to zone and spending very little time uh, depending on my level. Uh, and then we, you just really don't get the full story. So you're not really learning much, you know, what you could actually learn about it. I agree with both of you guys on Discord. Using the voice chat has significantly improved the experience. It's, if everybody remembers before Discord, or before voice chat capabilities back in the day, when you're in a group and you're moving through, let's say, a dungeon like we do, and you get jumped by a bunch of mobs, somebody's trying to coordinate this stuff. You know, they're fighting, and then they're trying to text, and then the, the text doesn't go through all the way, or they misspell, and it, you just get wiped. <laughs> I mean, there's just this Discord chat improves it, uh, you know, 500%. It just makes communication crystal clear, no room for error. But um, beyond that, I really enjoy being able to conquer entire zones in one sitting that, like we've been doing, which is something we weren't really able to do in our prior EQ days. So my question to you guys is, why do you guys think we weren't able to accomplish this before? Because I remember only being able to camp a few mobs at a time with the group. Now I believe the lack of PvP definitely helps, but has there been a change to mob hit points or something else that makes it easier to clear zones on the TLP server? Or are we just more experienced now? What's your guys' opinions? Yeah, Carlos, you want to go first or you want me to take it? I mean, I, I wish I could take that ego and say, yeah, you know, it's because we're more experienced. But no, I think I think there's been a lot of, of tweaks and changes uh, and the difficulty of the mobs, especially in the zones. Um, uh, they made it a lot more approachable and it's a lot easier. Uh, like you said, like you mentioned, uh, or we mentioned in the past, we, if you remember, you couldn't really fight against red mobs or yellow mobs if you didn't have a, 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 you know, a, a very good group or really good gear. And now it seems it's a lot easier for us to be able to tackle a whole zone when we're at a specific level. What about you, Anthony? What do you think? 
Yeah, no, I think it all comes down to the game design, the change in, in the game design itself. And so we see that with the recuperating hit points in mana before you simply just could not uh, beat the spawn timer on mobs to move out of the area you're in. So if it's taking you 15 to 20 minutes to get, you know, your mana and health back, those monsters are spawning in the same spot. So you were physically limited on the amount of mobs you could hunt because of the, ref- you know, the, the refresh timers on your mana and a hit point pool. So it's a game design mechanic. And I think since they've gotten that to be really short now, you can move through the zone a lot quicker and, and kill more mobs in a more efficient manner. Whereas before it was simply the time limiting factor that got you. Yeah. I definitely think that's the most plausible explanation. Yeah. That makes uh, sense. I, I am thoroughly enjoying the, the way that we've been playing, which is, you know, we, we set out to, to pick a zone and then we literally go through the whole zone and explore it and really try to kill as many, as many name mobs as possible and, and understand how this zone works. And I, it's totally different than the way that, I don't know, I'm sure you guys used to play the same way, which is, you know, you get your group and then you rush over to a, to a good place to camp and then you stay there for the whole session and just pull them off from there. And it's definitely changed because of that, because of the, the, the game mechanics that were, uh, I guess, improved or it depends on how you look at it. But in my opinion, it, it was improved for us to be able to explore a whole zone and, and learn more about it. Yeah, and I, I get that there's like um, limitations on that. So what I mean is in zones that are not very heavily populated, I think that that's really good. And and this might go to like zone instancing, if you will, like the newer kind of ability to have zones created for a group in itself. We haven't done that yet in the TLP server, but the concept applies. What I mean is, in the heyday of EverQuest, if you had a million people in unrest, for example, moving quickly to clear the whole zone, while the experience is good for a single group, you get to see the whole zone, it would just be too crazy with all the groups trying to kill everything. So it wouldn't be very efficient for anybody. And I think that's where we see now a lot of new MMOs have the zone uh, instance. So like if you go into unrest with a group, zone is kind of just created for you. And I like that dungeon crawl feel. It's a lot more like Dungeons and Dragons where you're going into a dungeon, you're clearing it out from top to bottom. You're getting the full experience in one night of play uh, versus the old way where you just sat in the same two rooms for multiple sessions kind of grinding out experience. Yeah, because I think the main prerogative back then was just get experience, not explore the zone or kill the boss mobs. Just get experience, get experience, get experience. And remember, we were playing a PvP server. So if you start invading other people's space, they're going to retaliate. And, you know, that's how that worked out. <laughs> did you guys ever do that? Did you Did you actually yeah, invade? multiple times. You, you got a group and then some other group starts trying to pull your mob. Wait, oh, you kill the... You kill the person or, or did you train them or do anything like that? You could train. Yeah, you, you train mobs if they were higher than you or are better than <laughs> you or you just kill them if they're weaker than you or attack them when they're fighting mobs and low on mana. It's just There's a variety of ways to do it. But usually I remember people would be respectful in some circumstances, uh, in most circumstances. Uh, like there's a group here, there's a group here. But once you started invading the space or the mobs that's when conflict rose yeah i agree and and it was funny because you did kill you did kill other groups but with, with that let's dive into our return to unrest and the adventures we had there the blood flowed down to jenna's robe as the final blow crushed her fragile skull to bits gnomes found no ally in the jenna instead they encountered a vile hateful mistress 
overcome with her lust for power. Their search for aid appeared futile. Wait, what was this? At the last moment, they found a dispatch containing instructions for a priest and a Jenna to visit the estate of unrest to set up a rendezvous with none other than Meldrath the Malignant. It was clear the gnomes must return to that unholy side of murder and decadence, so Nerf and Perf did what he had to do to lead his gnome and brethren back to Fedor. He mounted his little horse donkey and took off with haste. There was no time to waste. The priest and Agena must be caught and slain. Into the manor the gnomes went, crashing down the doors, slinging undead ghouls and skeletons about the walls to their doom. The gnomes crushed the foul guardians of undead creatures of unrest and chased the priest and Jenna deep down into the basement, where they came upon the evil Garnell Ruxit himself. Cornered and afraid without a place to run, the priest lasts out with Garnell at his side to kill the gnomes, but they were overcome with the pure awesomeness of the gnomes, and they were all slaughtered like a bunch of gnomes. With blood in their eyes, the gnomes searched the priest's body and discovered the secret location of his meeting with Meldrath, Miss Moore Castle. And so they prepared once again to head with haste to end Meldrath the Malignant for good. So after our first visit to Unrest, we knew we had to go back so we could explore the entire manor and the basement beneath it. Uh, now that we're in our mid, we were in our mid twenties at this time. We decided that we would follow Ticklewinks on an expedition to unrest to defeat the murderous ghost Garnell Ruxif himself. So, Carlos, uh, before first of all, what did you guys think of the little lore story there? I thought it was awesome. <laughs> so you're making you're making the gnomes these bloodthirsty little animals <laughs> on a rampage. Hey, I'll just say oh, we're you know, good. Hey, we are good. They're mad. They're mad. They're getting torn, you know, taken around Antonica and, and Norath, uh, you know, trying to get Meldrath and they're being, you know, dead ends everywhere. So now it's time for blood. Now they're, that, they're, that was the music that was playing when you guys were watching the wizard do all the damage. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well uh carlos give us an overview of the manor since you led the expedition yeah so from our previous session when we visited on rest uh we already know that it's pretty much a large manor that sits in in Dagnor's cauldron and it's surrounded by a nice yard and that yard was where we spend most of our you know, low level, what was it? Eights or mid teens? What was it? Do you guys remember? I think we were like level 11, 10, 11, maybe? 10. Yep. I think we were, I think it was around 15. Yeah. 12. Yeah, exactly. And if you remember when you're so low level, uh, you don't dare to go inside the house. We, we stayed most of the times by the walls because a couple of hits from those mobs inside the house can just knock you down and game over so now the pretty much all grown up we were able to venture deep inside that mansion and when you go inside the manor it consists of four floors and that includes the basement and in the main floor and the second floor this is where you find good spots to camp and this is where you just post up and then you can pull the rest of the house down into where your group is always be mindful that trains are easy easy to come by because of the pathing and how small everything is. So it's kind of annoying. But you'll be able to find a good amount of ghouls and skeletons. Then the third floor, which is also the tower, uh, it's where you find the undead knight who drops, you know, really good loot. 
Uh, do you guys remember what it was? And that's where we got the blackened alloy uh, armor, I think. The blackened alloy mantle. Or bloodstained. Bloodstained mantle. That's it. Yes, bloodstained the bloodstained mantle. mantle as well as the tunic. And the tunic mm -hmm. is the rare one. Yeah. And below the mansion, uh, you will find an elaborate basement. And here's where Garano himself lurks. And he's accompanied by festering hags, dark terrors, and werebats. And um, we spend most of our time in this session in, in the basement itself, if you remember. And it was quite a nice little entrance to the basement. Do you remember the, the blood trap, which is pretty much, it looked like lava. And if you... Yeah. You have and to if, go through the middle. You have to go through the middle. Like if you go <laughs> through the sides, which, oh, you know, it looks like a nice little ledge, you'll fall down into a hole with a, with a spore, like a little uh, little mushroom guy who can, you know, whack you to death. And there's, uh, yeah, there, there's uh, spikes down there too that'll yes. stab you. Yeah, there's some traps down there. And, you know, kind of brings me to like my favorite, the favorite locations and mobs that we fought in the zone. Um, which ones ended up being your guys' favorite? All right, I'll go first. My favorite mob was the reanimated hand on the third upper floor of the mansion. This mob wasn't hard for us to kill, it was blue to us, but it did not fit the horror theme of uh, any other mob in the zone. It was just a unique, unexpected mob that we ran into, didn't even know it was coming. But it dropped an unknown, I mean, an item known as a ivory bracelet, which gives plus three agility, plus 20 mana, and a spell effect called reanimation haste, which increases spell haste by 30% on all spells up to level 20. So to us, since we were level 25, it was practically useless. But uh, it seems like that's a common theme I've noticed in EverQuest, and I think that's what <laughs> this about anthony was when you are an appropriate level to a mob a, a named mob or boss mob and you kill it unless you're in the in the raid sphere but when you're in a group setting and you kill a mob and you get an item like this a lot of these items are not appropriate to your level they're like for lower levels and i think that's a weird game dynamic in everquest because you have to farm the in order to farm an item appropriate to your level you got to have someone way above your level farm that item it, it's so odd to me how that works out. Like, it, it, especially when you're at the lower levels and you do these quests. None of those quests are really worth your time. You know, in order for you to get good items, you got to be a high level character and you got to go camp these mobs for hours on and you get the item. And a majority of those items are for levels that are way beneath you. So you give it to an alternate character or sell it or whatever. It's an interesting dynamic. But, anyways, uh, the, the reanimated hand, didn't it charm? Or Mez, uh, you, Anthony? Yeah. Nerf and Perf yeah. at one point? No, uh, I'm trying to think what happened. I think it didn't charm or Mez me. I think there was a fight we had up in the room, and uh, I cast my area effect Mez spell. And the same way that your area effect damage spells can hit you, my Mez can hit myself. So I Mez <laughs> I myself. <think> so. <laughs> yeah. The cool thing, though, the cool thing is, like, you know a lot of times when, like, all hell's breaking out and people are dying. I kind of haven't said this, but you know, in the podcast, I don't die a lot, right? Part of that is because when <laughs> everything's going crazy and there's like massive trains, I'll cast the area effect mez spell. I'm not doing this on purpose. It just happens. But then I like mez myself. But when I am mezzed, the monsters don't attack me. So they'll run and chase everyone away. And then I'm just left there, uh, you know, kind of, kind of invincible, if you will, for a couple seconds. So, but yeah, the hand did it. But I'll agree with you, Derek, on your point about the items. Like, um, I don't know if that was an early game design issue with, uh, you know, if you look at a lot of the, the magic items that you get from the classic EverQuest, they kind of suck. Like, you know, there's a role that gives like plus one mana. Like, what does one mana even do? Like, there's no spell 
that cost a mana. So I don't know why they had a lot of these um, items, you know, uh, that are out there. They're just kind of like lame. I, it seems to me, if I had to guess, again, what I understand about the developers, they played Dungeons and Dragons, but they're from like the first and second edition days. And back in those days, magic was, there were like low magic settings is what they're called. So it's not like a, it'd almost be like Game of Thrones where there is some magic, but it's very, 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 very rare. Um, And so that's what I think we're seeing here where there are magic items, but they're kind of very low level in power versus, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings might be a middle kind of magic setting. Or then you have like your high fantasy, which is like Forgotten Realms where, there's a wizard at every, like Harry, you know, Harry Potter, these wizards are shooting stuff everywhere and uh, fireballs are going off. So I think EverQuest in its classic inception is a low magic item powered setting. And that's what we're seeing with the the items. It's a good argument. Just odd because, what is it? 75% of the characters are magic based, you know, it's just weird. It, that's a good uh, thing to mention when you got like Gandalf the Grey and Lord of the Rings. He's a mm-hmm. wizard. But you barely ever see the guy use magic, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. what kind of wizard is this guy? You know? So it's weird. It's very sporadic. And I don't know. That's a, that's a possible, possible explanation to it. Yeah, I agree. I uh, just want to point out, you don't, you don't find a walking hand uh, fitting the, the horror theme of, of the zone? No, because everything else is like zombies and pumpkins. I mean, and then you got a walking hand. Watch Adam's family, right? Yeah. <laughs> Adam's family. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because of Adam's family, I see you tied together. I don't know. Maybe I that's where they got the inspiration. I mean, did oh, you did you notice that the hands when they attack, did you see that mouth they have on their hand in the palm? No. You, I did see, not. The, you see those dagger teeth that they have and when they were no. attacking you? Yeah, nope. just to show you. <laughs> i was funny. casting from afar <laughs> that you know that, that's a funny point so carlos you have the adam's family has the little hand but i don't think it's there because um where derek you'll know this in the original zelda on N- nintendo you have those big hands that come out of the walls and they grab you and at the, yeah. like, the last part of the level they suck you up and you start the beginning and they really tick you off because they they make you do the whole level over again. So there's a walking hand. So that was around the 80s time frame, late 80s. So I wonder if the developers were influenced by kind of like that. That's a that's a good one. I you know I was looking the other day for an original NES and thinking exactly about that game. Uh, the original, oh, really? yeah, Legend of Zelda, the original. Yeah. And so if anybody uh, has a spare one, uh, go ahead. And <laughs> <away>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you know for me my favorite mob in the zone and the location i thought was coolest was the undead knight in uh the tower of the manor i thought it was pretty cool like you go up these stairs you open up this tower that's overlooking the zone kind of and there's this dark bone skeleton sitting there the shadow knight flanked by like werebats or other monsters and no no it's just pretty cool like you made it to the top you see this scary skeleton. You got a little scary werebass. And then the skeleton attacks you. And I love Shadow Knights. And then it's harm touching everybody. And it's doing a lot of damage. And when you kill it, it has really cool uh, bloodstained mantle and tunic, which I think are great uh, items. So I think it's a cool fight scene. Good loot. Uh, Shadow Knights. And what's not to like? Carlos, what about you? Uh, I think uh, I'll have to second Derek on, on the favorite mob as well. I don't dislike it, like uh, Derek was saying, especially when it comes to the theme. But uh, 
I found the animation of the hand itself being quite amusing, uh, which is, I don't know if you noticed, they, they walk with the middle finger up and just walk around like pretty much. Yeah, flipping I, I think I, I remember when you, I think, I think I remember that. Yeah. Is that also, the figure with the ring on it? Yes. Yes. I think so. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Had a, <laughs> the, the yeah. ring, it's not the ring finger. Yeah, it was the middle finger that had a ring. Yeah. On it. Um, yeah. And did you know there's actually lore behind animated hands? Like what they are? No, what interesting. Are they? See, I, I didn't really, I don't remember much of it. I think I'm quite fuzzy about it, but it's actually the hands of giants that were uh, animated after they were cut off. It's not like an actual creature. Um, yeah, so I don't remember what happened, but I just wanted to point out, especially to you, Derek, that those are actual hands from giants that were severed and then reanimated. From what I can, what I can tell, don't quote me on it. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting story. I mean, if that's true, I wonder how one would get into the top level and rest. Walk up there, right? You go through the doors, right? Just yes. walk up there. <laughs> <laughs> Meanders up the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what's weird is getting the hand to unrest, I think, is the weird part. It's like, is it walking across Norath to unrest, or does someone, like, bring it there and then do the ceremony to animate it? Uh, a lot of questions here. Like, who knows? <laughs> and it's lower level than all the other mobs there, so uh, why didn't they yeah. kill it? I'll, I'll get back to you on the hands. I'm, I'm really going to dig this one up, see if I can find some some information about it, because it's – I don't know where I saw that, I, I, but I do remember it, it kind of stuck to me. that saying, oh, my gosh, dude, these were actually giant hands, like gi- hands from giants. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get back to you on it. If you could go ahead and put that on my desk by Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Memorandum format, <laughs> letterhead. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Well, you know, so we did we did the top floors. We did the tower. Uh, let's discuss the basement of unrest, where I think is like the main, that's where all the high-level mobs are. And we were there to defeat Garnell Ruxif. It was here that we ended up grouping with uh, Kiefer, a high-elf wizard, and one of our listeners from the show. So I thought that was pretty cool uh, to have them join our group. I think overall, the expedition clearing the basement went rather well. Uh, we cleared all the little tent- tentacle mobs down there and the werebats and all the hags down in the torture room. And then we went all the way to the end of the dungeon where we camped for Garnell. And he wasn't there at first. We had to do a little bit of camping. Um, what do you expect in EverQuest, right? We had to kill some placeholders. And he popped finally. But what do you all think about how it went? Did anything stick out to you in particular? Yeah, for me, Garenol put up a good fight, being that he was 10 levels above us. So I was very skeptical on approaching him. But I think our group would have wiped if we didn't have the assistance of our wizard friend, Kiefer. So Kiefer uh, was a, a guy that we met when we were in unrest in the top floors, and he asked to join us. And thank God that he did, because I don't think we could have killed Garenol without him. And... Uh, at that point, our, our group consisted of a rogue, two wizards, an enchanter, and a clerk. All right, so there's no tank. And this guy's 10 levels above us, the, the mob. So I believe Garenol died shortly after our rogue went down, and everyone at that point was practically out of mana. So we definitely got lucky. I remember the rogue went down, and then he was pounding away on, on me. for. I think I almost went down, and Carlos had no mana to heal, and or mana, right, to heal, and uh, he was going to wipe our whole team. And even the two wizards could barely cast anything on him. So we were trying, trying, we got little, little, little damage, but if we didn't have the extra help, the extra wizard there to add a couple extra hundred damage in there, then I don't think we would have 
got him. And, you know, the group had no tank except, you know, Nerf, Nerf and Perf's charmed mob that's Here holding we it down. <laughs> we got the Wizards who can't cast on Garanel. You know, it's kind of weird how these things turn out, right? I mean, who would have thought? Who's Who's coming to save the day by good old Nerf and Perf? I'm just saying. Oh, get out of here. What just saying. It was all Nerf and Perf, right? <laughs> Never, never mind the actual hey. wizards that were doing all the damage, and never mind yeah, the healer. They couldn't, even, they couldn't even cast on him. It was resisting everything. It was, no, it was my casting. It was our. It was the pet. It was the pet oh, that was beating him up okay. and the rogue. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I agree with Derek. I mean, our group was quite lacking. Uh, we like, like you mentioned, we didn't really have a dedicated tank, so it felt really to our rogue to to take most of the damage, which is pretty ridiculous because their guy could even back stab was he was literally just a tank uh and obviously sometimes to me uh and then i wanted to point out a rogue was getting whacked out whacked out of the fights uh by the terrors i believe the dark terrors yeah uh do you guys know this is a game mechanic uh when we're fighting mob oh, yeah and, and they like do push back, back. Yeah, pushed back. him out yeah he pushed him out of the he, we were by the ledge and i think that's why he died he got knocked out of the ledge uh, and there was other mobs downstate, like down where he fell. I think and that was I, before we got Garen that's, that's what happened? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he fell down there, and there was like three mobs in, in the ditch there, yeah. and he died. And then when he came back, or he rezzed him, then well, we got to take on Garen But he, I think he was just tanking, basically, as a, as a rogue with not the greatest <laughs> armor. And <Right. laughs> he got wiped out. Yeah, it was it was. Pretty pretty weird having a rogue tank, uh, but but yeah, we were, I, I remember we were fighting the mobs, always making sure keeping keeping uh, a wall behind us so we don't get knocked out uh, <laughs> and, and get killed by other mobs. And yep, yeah, I, I think uh, I think our wizards, uh, unlike uh, you know Nerf or Perf things, I think uh, our wizards what? put up some really good work. What kind of and lies going on nuked- here? They well, couldn't even land a nuke on us. They couldn't even land a nuke on us. Nice work. <laughs> nice work. Evernerd. I can tell you were paying attention to those. Wow. Ch- you know, our enchanter was, you know, okay. Oh, oh. It was, I hated that. Like he was there. Above <laughs> average with, with his... With his, wow. with his what, what, what was it conning? Was it, what was it? Was it blue, your pet? So his we, blue yeah, level pet. pet. Yeah. <laughs> It was a blue pet, but he was hasted and he was, you know, he was the only thing hitting that guy. I mean, again, it's, you know, a wizard, unfortunately, can't hit mobs like 10 levels above. No, I think Evernote you and Kiefer did a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <my> God. <laughs> yeah. no, we did damage. We couldn't do max damage the majority of right, the time, which right. is the downside. All right. You and your festering hag, you know, you can <laughs> go ahead and, and, and <laughs> think you can do all the work. <laughs> oh, man. So. Before we wrap up, let's get to the verdict of the zone here. So should people come here and hunt? I I say yes. I think Unrest is a really fun classic zone. It has great experience. And I think it introduces players to the basic of uh, dungeon crawling, especially with the mechanics as they are today where you can actually do that. So, Derek, what do you think? I'm not too fond of Unrest myself, but this is probably because I died a few times in a row trying to get to the zone and then died a few times in the zone itself. Now, this wasn't with... My Evernerd character, this was a level one gnome doing a newbie gnome race. So I carry a lot of trauma that skews my perspective. But besides that, I do believe it's a good place to get some experience. But you have to have a group that is definitely alert because the mobs pop pretty quick. Uh, They come in groups and the rooms are 
quite small, so there's nowhere to run to gain some distance between you and the mobs when you're in trouble. Oh, so what about you? Yeah, I think uh, I, I I do recommend this zone for both early and mid-level. The outside is pretty dangerous because of the uh, notorious trains from the manor itself, but I think it's very good XP when you're low level. And the inside I quite like. Uh, there, there were quite a few spots where you can camp and, and pull mobs to, uh, as long as you're not greedy and, and you have a good team composition. I do think it's a good time. Excellent. So there you have it, folks. Head order on rest and uh, check it out for yourselves. And with that, let's wrap it up. Thank you all for listening. We hope we've earned your subscription and five-star rating and review. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us directly on Twitter at return the number two EQ. And also, uh, we're in the game on Airdune. So if you see us, feel free to shoot us a tell and say hi. So join us again in two weeks. And I believe we're going to be going to Soul Sex I, also known as Soul A. See you all there. Take care. Bye.